There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Josh Innes Show. Howdy, everybody, and welcome in. Just and wake up. Well, I guess it depends on when you wake up because uh, I'm up at 345 every day. And it's currently about 10 o'clock. So for what it's worth, I did put out the phone number of the studio on the Facebook page. I don't know if anybody's actually going to call. I don't expect them to, but I figured I'd throw it out there. Just, hey, I'm recording a podcast if you want to randomly call and talk about something cool, if not, not the end of the world. But uh, we'll see. They may, they may not. I'm leaning towards not, though. But the more I tell people about it, the more it becomes a possibility that randos call. That feels like more of a Philly thing. Like, I feel like throwing out my phone number to a bunch of angry Philly people might be the answer. They'll just call and shoot the shit. Speaking of angry Philly people, I, I do have to, I have to say something, and I have a lot that uh, I'm going to get into today, uh, you know, over the course of this pod and probably some others today. I do want to start here. Uh, I was talking to Mr. Doctor Busby, and uh, they're about to send Luther a new uh, batch of the Encore Mobility Supplement, which has been just awesome for him. And I and I mean this completely. That uh, a couple of days ago, Luther. I uh, was being a really just being an asshole and wouldn't take his uh, his pills, so he didn't end up taking his Encore Mobility. He took his liver supplement, but didn't take his Encore Mobility because he was being a dick. And when I tell you that he just did not get around as well as he does when he takes his Encore Mobility every morning, I am not lying. So I mean, he did not get around so hot. He was just kind of limping around. Remember, he's damn near eleven. Like he's a couple months away from being eleven, which is really kind of hard for me to reconcile. Like I don't say these things when I'm doing the pod with Jilly because I have to put up a strong front and make fun of her for being so worried all the time. But I mean, I just saw a, an Instagram post from one of the guys that works at the radio station here. He works on the um, country station, Wayne. And his dog was six and just died this morning. And I'm not trying to bring everybody down here, but the point being that the life of your pet is is not infinite. I mean, it's finite. I mean, there will come a time when your pet dies, or your pet's not around anymore. And uh, and as I see my dog getting older, and I saw him just kind of limping around that day because he hadn't taken his Encore Mobility. I was like, damn, like he looks like he's 11 years old. But, man, you take that Encore Mobility in the morning, it's just a game changer. And uh, a lot of older dogs, of course, uh, have a hard time getting around. You can also get the toe grips from Dr. Busby's at toegrips.com, of course, uh, because um, those are great for uh, dogs that might have a disability or arthritis or they're older, had a surgery, whatever. Helps them get around on wood floors. And uh, as we talked about with Luther before, he's dealt with injuries. And he's had to, uh, and he's had a hard time walking on wood floors. And toe grips are extremely helpful for those dogs. So uh, go to the website toegrips.com, promo code Luther to save ten percent. But I, I did see that um, you know that that Wayne, who works at the country station here, his dog died, and it made me sad. Like this dog was six, a big boxer. He was six, and he just died this morning. He wasn't doing too well. Uh, and just died, and you're like, wow. Like, I don't know what caused it. He didn't say what caused it, but uh, that was sad. 
and you start to think about your dogs. And I don't do these things when Jilly is around because I like to make fun of Jilly for being kind of a, a softy and being kind of dopey and always worrying and stuff. Uh, which, you know, I mean, she, that's how she's going to be. She worries about everything. But I don't let on that I worry. And I think it pisses her off because she thinks I don't worry about things when it comes to, you know, the dog. But I do, like, all the time because I love my dog. And uh, I'll tell you this. <laughs> you guys, you may or may not be tickled by this. I don't know. But I'll share it with you anyway. And I may have shared it when I was drunk before. I don't know. That's kind of, like, that should be the name of the pod. I might have shared this when I was drunk before. But if not, here, new stuff. Uh, but uh, remember when Luther had the ass mass a couple years ago? And uh, we were concerned about it. I was taking pictures of Luther's ass and sending the pics to Dr. Busby. And uh, we were concerned about it. So we took him to the vet. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have to have this removed and uh, you know, to see if it's cancerous or not. you know." And I had even convinced myself that it was something bad because it was just so odd that there was this lump in his ass. And, uh, and like, you could t- like you could touch it. I don't know how we got into that. I was probably giving him a bath. Uh, at one point, actually I was doing weird sexual things with my dog and I discovered that he had a tumor in his ass. And, um, I, I mean, I remember, um, that morning I was supposed to take him over there. Well, multiple times I had an issue. Okay. So the night before I was to take him to the vet to go have this removed and then, you know, subsequently have it scanned and everything to see what it is or tested to see what it is. <laughs> this is so fucking this is terrible but and and if any of you sons of bitches tell jilly this i'll kill you but i assume you won't so i feel comfortable with this one so i remember that night i was supposed to go pick something up and luther rode in the car with me right it was like a rainy night and jilly didn't come i don't know what she was doing but me and luther went for a car ride to go pick up dinner i think is what it was and jilly just stayed at home you know and i was like you know, Luther, I, I started talking to him. I talk to my dog all the time because I'm a lunatic. Or actually, I'm just like most people. We all talk to dogs. I think everybody talks to their dog. Some people actually talk as their dog like I do, but I think everybody talks to their dog. Because who doesn't love it when your dog looks at you and tilts his head like, hey, I'm really intently listening to what you're saying, and I care about what you are saying. I think we all do, right? So, um, So I'm in the car with him, and like a total putz. Just like a putz. Like, you know those moments when you can feel like you're going to be sad about something? What was the old Dane Cook uh, bit in Vicious Circle where he talked about how, you know, you're just going to cry. One of those type of days where it's just building up all day. And this was one of those days. I was like, yeah, this this is building up, right? And I did the lamest shit ever. Like, I started talking to Luther, and I'm like, you know, I really hope you're going to be all right, buddy. Because at the time, I guess he was, what, eight, maybe seven, eight. Like, Luther, I really hope you're going to be okay because you're my best buddy. And there's certain things you can say that will really get you emotional, like certain trigger words. And I was like, there's, for whatever reason, there's something about me and, like, the idea of friendship and being loyal to people that kind of gets me emotional because not everybody's loyal, you know. And that's why, like, you know, people like Jim Mudd, who's just loyal. Like, I, that's why I love Jim because he's loyal. But when you've been shit on by so many people and they've been disingenuous to you and, you know, you've dealt with real assholes. Not that you're perfect because I'm not, but I've dealt with real assholes, you know. And you just kind of go with that. So you're used to people just not being good people towards you or having ulterior motive or trying to bring you down or, you know, talking shit about you behind your back, you know, all that stuff. So when you talk about like the real concept of friendship and loyalty, like that's one of those things that if I really got myself psyched up, I could just sob over this all the time. That's why, and again, embarrassing, but that's why the idea of Charlie Brown and Snoopy, like their relationship really makes me emotional 
and Winnie the Pooh makes me emotional. And my God, I sound like a lame ass, but it's true that I think about like Winnie the Pooh and some of the quotes from Winnie the Pooh and his relationship with all the other people, the the, the little animals in the Hundred Acre Wood and Christopher Robin. And I'm like, that's sweet. Like, that's very nice. Like, I know you listen to me and you think this is one hardened mofo, right? This guy right here is a stone cold killer. He's an assassin. I know you all think that as I sit here wearing Uggs and I have bleach blonde hair, which I did yesterday. I think I look very nice. Jilly said I look very nice. But what choice does she have? Is she going to go fuck somebody else? No. She's stuck with me and she ain't fucking me anyway. But anyway, that's not that's not a concern of you guys. We love each other very much. But anyway, so I like those are things that really kind of hit me, right? Like Winnie the Pooh and like, uh, you know, the, just the, 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 the relationship between a boy and his dog, you know, Snoopy, all that. So this night I'm in the car with Luther and I'm driving and I'm like, God damn it. I just I feel like I need to emote with my dog today. I must emote because what if he has a serious cancer? And what if they say, oh, he's only got X amount of time to live. Right. So I'm like, I, you got to get this waterworks out. So, you know, I start thinking about those, like the loyalty, like, what am I, like, Luther, but you're my best friend. What do I do without you? That just kind of gets me to going, you know, as my grandma would say, it got me to going. And uh, I said, ah, fuck it. So I start searching for shit on YouTube that will just really kind of exacerbate this. So I start looking for like songs that would work, you know, and uh, like, I don't even know what this song is about, but I know it's about a dog and it's, it's called Feed Jake. It's by a band called the Pirates of the Mississippi is the name. I, I bet it's not even in our system at the station. Uh, no, it's not. But it's a song called Feed Jake. And so I, st- I was just looking for any song about dogs. Because I'm like, Luther, we're going to park. And I par- I'll tell you exactly where I parked to have this cry session. So I was sitting in the parking lot of, it was on West Gray, and that area where there's the Kroger, at, like right down the road from the Kroger is like a Marshalls and a Home Goods or whatever, TJ Maxx or whatever it is right over there. It's a little strip center, and there's little restaurants, like an Italian restaurant. And uh, there's I, I park, and that's also where the Salada and all that is. So I park there, and I'm like, Luther, it's dark. No one can see anyway. I'm going to have to fucking do this. So I find all the saddest songs I can find about dogs. And I'm like, Luther, I'm going to just sit here and cry and you're going to watch me. So sure enough, I start digging through songs. I'm like, first I'm thinking songs that I already know about dogs. So I'm like, all right, Feed Jake by Pirates of the Mississippi. All right, that sounds like a good place to start. Feed Jake. He's been a good dog. My best friend right through it all. If I die before I wake feed jake i'm like all right sounds like a plan let's go let me see if i can play a little bit of this hold on let me turn this on for you guys here i'm standing at the crossroads in life and i don't know where to go you know you got my heart babe but my music's got my soul it's not even about a dog really let me play it one more time I'll tell the truth and make it right And hope they understand me Now imagine me sitting in the parking lot crying Now I lay me down to sleep I pray the Lord my soul to keep Don't even know what it's about! If I die before I wake Feed Jake 
my best friend right through it all if i die before i awake bj again this song isn't even about like a dog it's just the dog's in the song but it's really about the guy's relationship with the woman so i'm sitting in this parking lot of home goods and now I've got the waterworks going, singing this song that's not even really about a guy's relationship with his dog for the most part, but there's a dog in the song. So then I'm like, what other songs are there about dogs? So I Google, you know, best songs about dogs. So then I find like Cat Stevens, I Love My Dog. I find some Luke Bryan song about a dog dying. I mean, I'm just like, I am I am the person who sent that listener, that long distance dedication to Casey about the dog dying. It's about a dog named Snuggles. Like that was me. I was the person who sent that letter that pissed off Casey Kasem. That was me. So I'm sitting in the car. I'm crying. I'm like, now I'm I'm in. I'm in way too deep. Now I'm out of songs about it because like, oh, I love my dog. Didn't really do it. This song. Now it's time to go to the tube of you and start watching videos of dogs being reunited with soldiers. Oh boy. So I start watching that with it cranked up on the Bluetooth and the car just sobbing like that ugly kind of cry, you know. And then like a real, just a total fucked up imbecile. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to watch the end of fucking Beaches because I've never watched this movie, but I know at the end, Wind Beneath My Wings plays and then Barbara Hershey dies and I cry and I don't even, I'm not even like invested in these people in this movie because I've never seen the movie. I've only seen the end. So I sit there and hear Wind Beneath My Wings. I'm just like hugging Luther. He's licking my tears up. He's enjoying it because, you know, tears, I guess, are delicious to dogs and he's just licking these up. I just sobbed that whole, like, I just sat there. And it took me forever to bring our food home. The whole, food was, like, cold. We get home, Jilly's like, why is the food cold? What were you doing? I'm like, nothing. There was just, there was a long line. There's a long line. Shut up, Jilly. It's none of your fucking business. And that was kind of how that went for me. And then the next day, I had to walk in before we took him to get his thing done. And, like, I literally sat there on the bench with him at the park. No one else was in there. And I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to cry again. I don't want my dog to be in pain. And I just sat there at the fucking dog park by myself, just crying at like five in the morning. But don't tell that to Jilly. It's a true story. But don't tell it to Jilly. Because I don't want Jilly to know that I have some sort of soul and that I emote. Because if she knows that, then I, I lose all my leverage. So... But that, that was so – oh, I started talking about this uh, all because uh, one of our guys up here at the station, his dog died this morning, and then we talked about Dr. Busby. I'll tell you all that to tell you this. Promo code is Luther at ToeGrips.com. Take care of your dogs, man, because Luther's going to be 11 soon. And uh, when he doesn't take his ToeGrips.com uh, Encore Mobility Supplement – uh, it's a different game for him, man. Like he just he, like been, what's amazing though, and I'm not saying I would say this even if they weren't a sponsor of the show and if we hadn't been friends. If this was just a product that my dog was taking, like the way he's able to run around in the yard, like we're on a hill, like he runs up this hill. He he should not get around as well as he does for an 11 year old dog, and I truly believe that the Encore Mobility is the reason. So there. All right. Other stuff going on in the world today, baseball playoffs. Well, you got the Yankees. Boy, the Astros catch a break with the Yankees having to play today. You got the Phillies uh, this evening. You got the Yankees this afternoon. I'm more interested in talking about the Astros, though, and I'll tell you why. So I'm fascinated by the world's reaction to the Astros because, like, big picture, 
Like, the whole world has just decided that the Astros are cheating scumbags and they are irredeemable and they will forever be known as cheaters and they're clearly still cheating and all this dumb shit, right? That is what we hear all the time from people. They're morons. Like, they just glom on, right? It's kind of like Tom Brady and Deflategate or Spygate, right? Like, I could argue Deflategate is the dumbest controversy ever. There has never been a dumber situation than Deflategate or a bigger controversy than letting that little bit of air out of a football, right? But that still rides with Tom Brady. Not as much as it used to, but it's still there and people talk about that and it's absurd. To me, it's a similar scenario where people are looking for an edge. I'm not going to get into a full breakdown of the Astros cheating shit, right? We've done a full breakdown of it. I don't give a shit that they cheated. They did. People hold it against them. They're not taking the World Series away, so fuck them. You won. Nobody else did. It is what it is. But I'm fascinated by all these teams, these fans of loser teams that talk about the Astros like they're the reason their shitty team didn't win the World Series in 2017 or any subsequent years. But it's just a weird vitriol that people have. Like, at some point, you get over this shit, right? Like, I don't care about Like, I don't care that the Patriots filmed practices, and I don't care that the Patriots um, deflated footballs. None of that bothers me. You still have to go out on the field and still have to win the game. And I think for the most part, people have gotten over both Deflate Gate and they've gotten over Spygate. Every now and then people bring it up. Like Tank loves to bring up Spygate, but he thinks he didn't win a Super Bowl because of that. And if he believes that, that's fine. He was involved in it, and that's cool. Um, but when you look at the Astros, and this level of vitriol that they experience from people is fascinating because it's people who really have no reason to be mad at the Astros because they don't play them, they're not in their division, their team sucked when the Astros won. Like To hear like random, like Philly people love this one too because, I mean, these are the ones I see because Philly people respond to a lot of my stuff. Anytime I post about the Astros, oh, they're cheaters. How did it impact you? Right? Yeah, like they're not cheaters now. They uh, presumably are not cheating. By the way, everybody's cheating in baseball in some way. If you're trying to steal a sign, whatever. Some call it gamesmanship. Some call it cheating, whatever. It's been going on for 100 years. Whatever. But the idea that like a Philly fan would just hate the Astros, like there's literally no reason to hate the Astros if you're a Phillies fan, or no reason to hate the Astros if you're a Padres fan, or no reason to hate the 2017 Astros. Really, if you look at the teams left in there, maybe the Indians you know, Boston, like teams that were directly impacted by it. I get it, right? Like the Yankees feel like they were robbed by the cheating Astros. They're full of shit. They blew it. They were up three games to two in the league championship series and blew it. Okay, cool. But at least I can get it. Boston, you played them in the playoffs a couple times. I get it. I understand it. The Indians, okay. You know, they're one of the the better teams of the last six, seven years in baseball, so I get it. They're in the American League. I get it. Like, imagine being a fan of the Philadelphia Phillies and like, fuck the cheating Astros. How did it impact you? The fuck does it matter? They're not cheating now. And like, are you going to hang that? Like, let's say, let's say like somebody brought this up to me. What happens if it ends up being the Phillies in Houston, right? Who are you rooting for? Well, I'd be rooting for the Astros. I was a season ticket holder for the Astros. I don't give two shits about what happens to the Phillies. But what if they end up playing? Well, let's say they end up playing and the Astros beat them. All you're going to hear from McDougal is that the Astros cheated. And that they were cheaters in 2017. That is what they will hold against them. So, like, it's just, and and the Phillies would have no reason to hate them for that. They stunk in 2017. It didn't impact them. Same with most uh, National League teams. Like, if you're the St. Louis Cardinals or you're the the Whites or the uh, Cubs, rather, what does it matter? You know, it's just fascinating to me to see this reaction that people have. Like, I don't feel the same hatred, and maybe time heals this, but keep in mind, this was what? 
two, how many years ago did this really break? Three years ago? So it's been a little bit, but like time heals all this shit, right? Like you would think time heals it because deflate gate, people I think for the most part are over that. Spy gate, they're over it. But I wonder if because this is one of the first real like kind of cheating scandals that happened in the throes of social media where everybody's on social media and social media rules the day. Like I wonder if this one will never die. Because it was easier for stuff to die before people were all over social media. Deflategate was damn near uh, a decade ago, and if not more, right? What year was that? I mean, it was at 14, 13, whatever year it was. And you go back to Spygate, and it was almost 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, you might have Facebook maybe, you have MySpace, that's it. And in and, and that era, it didn't grow the legs it grows now with social media. The Astros thing may de- never die. And ultimately, what does it matter if it dies, lives, or not? You won, you're not taking it away, and people can bitch about it all they want. All you need to have is scoreboard. And at this point, you are eight wins away from winning the World Series again, and you can shut people up. Actually, you're not going to shut them up. They're going to keep talking shit, but that's fine because you got another ring. Like, in a way, it is like the Astros need to win again to validate the 2017 World Series, right? Like, I wonder if there's even a part of them, like if there's a part of a Bregman and Altuve, the guys that were there, right? Verlander. Isn't it wild that Verlander's been here as long as he has? McCullers. Like, I wonder if there's an element of that where they have their own – desire to validate themselves like do they sit back and go hey we stole some signs and in a way maybe these people are right maybe we did cheat like they're never going to give the ring back and i don't think they feel guilty for winning the ring but is there a part of them that almost says yeah we need to go win one more without anything they can still bitch about us but we know there's no sign stealing there's no controversy in our mind we just won the fucker because what you don't want to have, like you're never going to give that World Series back and you're proud to have it. And you're proud to be a team that's won, uh, gone to six consecutive LCSs for the first time in history. That's significant. But you're also a team that's got one World Series in that stretch. And you're kind of getting close to flirting with that Atlanta Braves territory now. You need to win another one, right? And not only do you need to win another one to almost validate the run, which has been incredible, but you need to add a ring. And you could argue this season would be deemed a failure if you didn't especially with the weird upsets that we've seen so far. I mean, imagine if the Yankees lose, and I hope they don't. I hope the fucking Yankees go out there and crush today because I want to see Yankees-Astros again. I don't want to see Yankees-Indians. But let's just say they lose, and your final four World Series teams are the Padres, who the world doesn't care about, the Indians, who nobody cares about, the Phillies, who Philly cares about, but big deal, and then you've got the Astros, who just everybody hates. Like, I want that, you know, that 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 kind of, like, Let me rewind. This is going to be a year that if you're going to win it and you're going to be in the final four and you're clearly the class of the final four and everybody else is kind of an underdog, either an upstart like the Phillies or or the Padres who barely snuck in, the Phillies who barely snuck in, the Indians, like this is going to be a year you have to do it. You cannot not win this year, especially if the Yankees go out. And I don't think the Yankees are all that good either. But all that said, I do wonder if there's an element of... These guys feeling like, you know what, we need that validation. We know we won, and we don't believe we won because we cheated, but let's win another one. So anytime someone says, oh, you're cheaters, you say, fuck you, we got two. And I wonder how much of that hangs over them and how much they think about that when they play or you know when they talk about these things. Because it would bother me. Like, but I let myself get bothered too easy because I'm a fucking imbecile. 
But like that would bother me if every time you talk about how you won, oh yeah, but you cheated. Well, I won a second time five years after that one, and you know they busted us and they fired our manager and our GM, and we were shit on for the last three years. So we got one. Go fuck yourself. You can hold the one over us if you want. You can't hold this one. And I wonder how much of that consumes them, or how much they're driven by that, or if they don't care at all, which would be possible as well. You see that there's going to be a new Christmas story. The teaser trailer just dropped. I watched it. So Ralphie is going to be back. Peter Billingsley is playing Ralphie, and he's playing Ralphie like 30 years after the events of the original. So he's a dad. It's kind of like the same concept they used to make the new vacation movie where Russ basically is Clark, and he takes the family on the trip. This is similar to that in that apparently Ralphie takes the, the family back to his old house and is trying to give them a great Christmas. Here's my question about this. My question is, will one of the kids covet a BB gun or will this movie, which is going to be on HBO Max November 17th, or will it be considered way too risque and edgy? Like, I don't see a way that a kid in 2022 can request a BB gun. There's no way that you'll shoot your eye out. Like, there is no way that would be the case. Like, we were talking about that this morning on uh, The Rock Show. There is no way. And I've looked for stories about it. Like every story I've read, no one details what the actual plot is other than Ralphie is going back to try to reconnect with old friends uh, to mourn the loss of his dad and have a big Christmas with his family and his dad's old house. That is all I've seen. But there's no way in hell they're going to have one of his kids wanting to have a, uh, a BB gun, right? There's no way you'll shoot your eye out will be the theme of this movie. Like, imagine a a Christmas movie, a kid's Christmas movie in 2022, where a kid accidentally shoots himself in the eye with a BB gun. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you have a better chance that one of his kids requesting a sex change for Christmas than a BB gun. You'll lop your cock off. Maybe that would be it. Maybe that's the new thing. And they'd be totally okay with it. And at first, Ralphie's not into it. But then he's like, you know what, I have to accept. And then Christmas morning walks up and there's like a little gift certificate for one of the kids, for Ralphie's kid. And it's like, you know what, one cock lopped off. And remember, this takes place in the 70s, though. Boy, can you imagine one of his kids wanting a sex change in the 70s? Boy, wouldn't be as widely accepted as it is now. Maybe that's the plot of the movie. Yep, that's it. Sex change. Certainly not BB guns, though. Like, I'd be shocked. And if any of you have have read the synopsis in anywhere it says, you know, what the kid wants or if it's the same kind of plot, let me know. But I have seen nothing that would indicate that this movie is going to be about a BB gun. It's just he brings the family back to have a great Christmas, and I'm sure hijinks ensues. How great was Darren McGavin in the original? I could argue that Christmas Story is an overrated movie because it's so overblown during Christmas time. I mean, it's not as good as, say, Christmas Vacation, which is basically the goat and is one of the goat comedies of all time. But I think the fact that they hammer you with this for that 24 hours leading up to it is good and bad. It's good because it's always on, so you can flip over at 1 o'clock in the morning and, hey, there it is. There's Ralphie opening up his gifts. Oh, he's a pink nightmare. But I also think it hurts because it's on all the time. And you get kind of burned out on it. So who knows what we're going to get with Christmas Story 2, but I'll watch it. Like, the nostalgia of it is intriguing to me. 
I'll ride with the nostalgia. Also, there's a Twister 2 coming out. Think Helen Hunt's going to be in that? Do you think Jilly will enjoy it? The answer is no, because Jilly hates Twister 1 because it's always on TV. But there's a Twister 2. I will see that. Twister's one of my favorite movies. I will watch it every time it's on, and Jilly will get pissed. Why are we watching Twister again? Because it fucking rules. Pipe down. I don't say that. But I should. Get on your little phone box there and let the men watch Twister. There's a disaster about to happen. And one more for you. And I enjoy this one, too. So apparently eBay is taking down listings for Jeffrey Dahmer-inspired costumes. So apparently you're going to eBay and people are searching for ways to dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. So any item using Dahmer in its title or description, like glasses and a button-down shirt, these items violate the company's policy against items that glorify hate and violence. Which is actually total bullshit because you can literally go to eBay and buy Dahmer t-shirts. You can buy Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. You can buy Manson t-shirts. You can buy OJ shit. You can buy any sort of hate shit you want, which is why I find this bizarre. But eBay says they have a policy against items that are, quote, closely associated with or that benefit violent felons, their acts, or crime scenes within the past 100 years. If sellers don't follow these policies, they could have their accounts suspended. Well, that's pretty much bullshit. Because all serial killers, all the most famous ones, Gacy, all sorts of shit, T-shirts with Gacy on them. So it's pretty much bullshit. Uh, eBay is having to constantly sweep the site because so many people are cashing in on Dahmer craze inspired by the latest Netflix series. Like, why is this Dahmer thing such a big deal? And I think I have the answer on this because it's 2022. And the answer is this. There's a bunch of fucking idiots on Twitter who've never heard of Jeffrey Dahmer and they're just now learning about him, despite the fact that there have been hundreds of documentaries and books and 2020s and datelines about Jeffrey Dahmer. And anybody who follows any sort of news or political uh, uh, stuff or, um, or pop culture, I should say, knows who Jeffrey fucking Dahmer is, right? But these kids today and all these people on social media have no clue who he is. And what was the biggest storyline surrounding the Jeffrey Dahmer series? Not that he ate people, which should be the biggest thing. Like, oh, wow, this guy ate people. No, it's that he was finding, killing, and eating black dudes. So you had the controversy over like the Netflix uh, gay thing where uh, like they listed it as LGBTQ, which people didn't like. And one of the big things I've seen is that people are shocked that this dude, Boosie, was dumbfounded when he found out that Jeffrey Dahmer killed black men, and he demanded that the series be removed from Netflix. Alas, Boosie, uh, not Boosie, but Boosie does not have that power, so it stayed. Shocker. But because of this controversy surrounding this, it's like, nope, we can't sell shit. Did you know that he ate black men? Well, it shouldn't be a big deal that he just ate people in general. Yeah, but he hunted for gay black men, guys. We cannot glorify Dahmer. Now, step right up and get your John Wayne Gacy clown noses on eBay, but let's not fuck with Dahmer. And by the way, like, go to eBay right now, and there's tons of Dahmer shit on there. That's why this story is weird. And why do you have to go to eBay to search for a Jeffrey Dahmer type of costume? Just go buy a shirt and a pair of glasses. Like, it's not like it's an extreme one. Like, if you look up pictures of Jeffrey Dahmer right now, right, literally all you need is like a button-up shirt and a pair of glasses, and you can say, hey, it's me, Jeffrey Dahmer. It's not an elaborate costume. You can find those glasses in a costume store.
or like Jeffrey Dahmer, and you could, you could, if you want to like mix it up, put Dahmer with the glasses, but in an orange jumpsuit, like he's in prison. So why are you going to eBay to search for that? You can go to any store and just say you look for, you know, 80s glasses, and boom, it'd be there. Like I guarantee you can go to eBay right now, and you can find David Berkowitz-related stuff. You can find, like, Richard uh, Richard Ramirez. You can find Ted Bundy. I, I'm going to eBay. Let's, let's go to eBay really quick and check this out. Let's see what kind of Ted Bundy gear we can find on eBay. Ted Bundy. Again, we don't want to glorify serial killers, right? And I don't want this to sound like I'm, like, defending Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm just calling out the bullshit of these people. And look, there's Jeffrey Dahmer vintage news clippings, handmade figure, true crime. There is a Ted Bundy action figure that has 67 watchers on there right now. I'm fairly certain that an action figure of a guy who raped and murdered tens of hundreds of women... I'm fairly certain that that would be considered glorifying. Another handmade action, a retro action figure of Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy t-shirts. A Ted Bundy execution day t-shirt. A Ted Bundy watch for $24.99. A Ted Bundy serial killer watch. We do not, let me go back to the exact quote from them again. We have a policy against items that are closely associated with or that benefit violent felons, their acts, or crime scenes within the past hundred years. But step right up and get your Ted Bundy wristwatch right there on the face. Step right up and get your Ted Bundy serial killer kit t-shirt. Let's see that shirt. It's the Ted Bundy serial killer kit. The mask, the crowbar, the flashlight, all that shit. But the Dahmer one is where we draw the line, even though you can still find Dahmer shit. <laughs> That's a funny, I'm sure it's funny. The Ted Bundy Beetle Racing Serial kill, uh, Killer True Crime Fan Bug t-shirt. So it looks like a NASCAR t-shirt, but it's a picture of Ted Bundy and like with the NASCAR type of lettering, and it's his Volkswagen. That's funny! That glorifies! Of course, you can find all these guys because it glorifies violence. But of course, the Dahmer. Oh, there's another Ted Bundy watch. Is this one better? I think I'd go. I think I'd go with the other one. I like the other one better. But anyway, so Netflix is full of shit. Now you know the rest of the story. All right, gonna get out of here. Love you guys. Be good.